Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Rootspace Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And today, while the Cubs only won two games out of five, it was a really good day. Remember how a couple days ago uh, I was talking about how uh, some days are five, some days are 7.2s, some days are 8.1s, etc., etc., etc. I don't know what number today is, but today was pretty good. Today was pretty good despite going two and three. And eventually you'll find out why. Um, Corey Abbott started for Iowa, five and a third innings, four hits, a run, earned four walks, four strikeouts, one home run. Mildly interesting, mildly interesting that Corey Abbott is still in the still in the Iowa rotation while Adrian Sampson is up with the Chicago Cubs. Just mildly interesting. I'll just leave it at that. Um Abiatal Avellino, two for four, run scored, RBI with a walk. Greg Dykeman, two for four with a walk. Scott Efros who might well end up being one of the next pitchers to get summoned if, as people uh, flush out at the major league level. Efros, two innings pitch, two hits, no runs, one walk, one strikeout. Marcus Walden added to the Cubs roster this week, not to be confused with Walden Pond. Um, One inning, one hit, one strikeout. Walden will have a chance to earn a uh, an opportunity with the Cubs. If he outperforms the other guys, he has a legitimate chance. Twin Bill in Smokyville, which is why there were five games today, not four. Ryan Jensen got his first double-A start. I initially started out listening because as the first game to jump, and Jensen was starting game one. It's nice listening to an announcer announcing a pitcher for the first time so you can get his um, first take looks. Um, Mick Gillespie, nothing he throws goes straight. Uh, Ryan Jensen, four innings, four hits, two walks, three uh, three strikeouts, three runs, three earned. The White Sox double-A team is interesting. They're interesting in that they really don't have much for prospects. They have y- y- Cespedes, Yaleski Cespedes, or what, however. I, I, I just heard his name pronounced five minutes ago, and I can't even remember how to say his first name. But um, they're not specific. Wow. Try that again. They're not specifically a good team prospect-wise, but as far as having a Good team, yeah, they're pr- pretty good at that. They they tend to be a bit older. The Cubs affiliates at most levels outside of Iowa, most of the Cubs affiliates are rather young. Um, Birmingham Barons, bit old, and they're doing fairly well somewhat because of that. Uh, Smokies ended up winning the series four to three. Uh, let's see, Brian Hudson, two innings pitched. Now, three innings pitched, two hits, one walk, three strikeouts um, in the opener. Tyler Payne, one for three, run scored, RBI, 
Cam Balego, one for three, run scored, RBI, Delvin Zinn, two for two. Tennessee loses four to three in eight innings. Game two, Alex Katz, Samuel Reyes, and Brandon Hughes pitched quite well, though none of them jumped off the... Probably Hughes pitched the best of the three. I would imagine Reyes probably ends up getting the win. Um, 7-1, cakewalk. Nelson Velazquez, three for four, two runs scored, five driven in, had a three-run homer. Chase Strumpf, two for two, one run scored, two runs driven in, two walks, double and a homer. Strumpf is now over 200 for the season. So that, again, that was a a 7-1 win in game two. And if you're doing the basic addition, that means that South Bend and Myrtle Beach both lose. But if you remember back to the front, I said there's something worth waiting for at the end. Max Bain pitched. He pitched rather well. Really, Max Bain games, I'm still sticking to this. I'm not really paying a whole lot of attention. I'm really not paying a whole lot. If he's the only um, enticing starter, I'll listen to his game. It's not that I don't want to listen to what's going on. It's not that I don't want to uh, add to my um, dossier on Max Bain. It's just a matter of he's still developing so much that I don't really think anything right now is going to be um, what you're seeing at the major league level or what you're seeing at AAA. I just don't think that's the case. What he's going to be at AAA is what he's going to be at AAA. And if he's still doing effectively at AAA, then you're going to want to pay attention to what he's got going on. As of right now, what he has going on, incidental. Very incidental. Today, five innings pitched, two hits, a walk, eight strikeouts, two runs, 74 pitches. Jose Albertos and Tyler Santana relieved after Max Bain and struggled mightily. Tyler Derna homered. Alexander Canario, one for three with a walk. Jonathan Perlaza, one for three with a double. Let's get Perlaza up to Tampa Bay as I'm doing the um, wipe this stuff off my sleeve kind of movement with my hand and wrist. Get Move him up. Um, so South Bend loses 7-1 to one to Quad City. Who, they're just a fantastic team. None of their guys are even relatively easy outs. Um, they're just a really good team. As I started, I listened to South Bend. No, I listened to Tennessee. Ryan Jensen, as the first game jumping, I listened to that. I switched over briefly to South Bend because they had some people coming up I wanted to hear offensively. And then I remembered that Daniel Palencia was starting. And Daniel Palencia is one of those guys I need to know know more about. Just acquired, acquired from the A's in the um, Andrew Chafin deal, along with Greg Dykeman. Palencia was starting, and I had heard a little tiny bit of something-something. It's like, oh, I better go listen to what he's doing. So I, I'm not going to even mention what I heard in the first inning, at least not yet. Turn it over, second inning. And it Oppo Radio in the minor leagues is fun. Oppo Radio, Oppo Radio in the minor leagues, somebody in the last couple, three or four days, 
was commenting something that I completely agree with. I completely agree with you get minor league announcers, minor league play-by-play announcers, who technically are better at announcing baseball games than Major League Baseball announcers. Now, some of you are saying, no, 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 that's absolute garbage. No, no, actually, really, it's not. Um, If you were to listen to all 30 Major League announcers, all 30 Major League announcers doing their MLB team call, there are going to be some that are very good. Then there are going to be some that are very, I listen to this team, so I really like them. Pat Hughes, I think it would be very difficult for someone who doesn't absolutely hate the Cubs. You know, if you absolutely hate the Cubs, then I can see somebody saying, I hate Pat Hughes because he does Cubs games. I, I, I get that. But if you're basically, you know, you're a Royals fan, you decide, I'm going to listen to Pat Hughes this series. Yeah, he might have a little bit of rankling because, oh, why is he saying that the umpires are garbage? But really, Pat Hughes is a very good announcer. Many baseball radio announcers are very good. Some, nah, nah, not really. They're okay. They're not bad. They're not terrible. But if you listen to a minor league announcer, if you listen to a minor league announcer, Tuesday night, you pick a game. Not in the Cubs system. Not a Cubs announcer. You just say, okay, I'm going to listen to the announcer for, and you just pick a team. Just pick a team, you go, you listen. Walking in, you know that announcer is trying to move up the totem pole. He is trying to move up the totem pole. He is trying to, if he's in A ball, he wants to get to um, double A. If he's in double A, he wants to get to triple A. Alex Cohen, fantastic, triple A. Will someone decide Alex Cohen belongs on their um, network, either as the announcer or as somebody in the, um, uh, what do you want to call it, in the uh, cloister? The cloister. You know, you have Pat, you have Ron, you have a couple other people, and you have the person who does the pregame interviews and the person who does this and the person who does that. Alex Cohen deserves a better gig than working play-by-play for Iowa. He's fantastic at it, but he deserves a better rate of pay. He deserves more um, what you going to say? Credibility that comes with rank or something along those lines. But when you have minor league announcers, they know they have to be on point every game. You can't be a minor league announcer and well, I hate this team, this other team, so I'm going to be really rude to all their players. Can't do that. Major League Baseball, that's encouraged. Hawk Harrelson made a living out of it. Yeah, that was TV side, but radio, You just because someone's a minor league radio announcer doesn't mean they're a bad announcer. I wanted to listen to the... Fayetteville Woodpecker's announcer today because I wanted to hear what he had to say about Daniel Palencia. 
Early, 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 early in the second inning, he said a word that jumped off and basically bit my ear off. 100. Daniel Palencia, 100. That's me typing that out on Twitter. This is me typing it out on Twitter about two minutes later. Daniel Palencia, 101. Daniel Palencia, another 101. Daniel Palencia dragged 101 into the fourth inning. Daniel Palencia was throwing the ball 101 miles an hour on the radar gun in the fourth inning. The Cubs have been pushing him a bit. He had gotten to, oh, I, I jotted it down. I think it was like eh, 73 pitches after four in his Career high for a game was 79. I was wondering, are they going to send him back out or not? I could make the argument either way. You know, you, you want to push him up a little bit higher, but you don't necessarily want to have him go out and face one or two hitters and then hook him. So, you know, I was, eh, could go either way. He started. Walk. Um, I can't remember if it was a strikeout or a pop out, and then another walk, and then he was done. Daniel Palencia, four and a third innings, no hits, four walks, four strikeouts, two runs allowed, both of which scored as the relief pitcher gave up a two-run double on the first pitch after Palencia left. 101 into the fourth inning. You can fuss and gripe and grumble and complain about how you don't want to watch Zach Davies start. You can fuss and grumble and complain about how you don't want to watch Adrian Sampson start. You're not required to. You're not required to. There is no law saying you, as a Cubs fan, are required to watch or listen to the current 2022 Cubs squad. You're not required to. There is no law. You can the next time around. The next time around, it's announced the starting pitcher today is that one guy who you don't like to listen to. That one guy you don't like to watch pitch. He's the guy. He's starting today. You don't want to see him pitch. Don't watch him. Don't watch him pitch. Pick a game in the pipeline. Now, that won't work on Monday. It will work on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Um, Pick a guy in the pipeline. Pick a guy in the pipeline. Listen, learn about that player. Rest of the game. Um, When Palencia was pitching, before he left, as he was leaving, Myrtle Beach led 4 to nothing. Some timely hitting. Uh, Casey Opitz, two for four, two runs scored RBI. Ed Howard, two for two, runs scored two RBIs. Ezekiel Pagan, one for four, runs scored two two RBIs. Nice balance across the uh, across the lineup. Um, Myrtle Beach led four to two. Bullpen came in and imploded. Four to four to the bottom of, no, top of the eighth inning, and 
the eighth, top of the eighth inning, grounder to short, error, bunt, throw to first, error, grounder to the infielder for a possible double play, error. So, error, error, error. Um, so by then, it's runners on first and second with a run scored. Myrtle Beach ended up scoring two in that inning. They were up, maybe it was three. They were up seven to seven to five, seven to four, something like that. And I had I got to that point where okay, I've had enough now. I've had enough now. Went out and finally got around to mowing the yard because I, I told you the last podcast I wanted to go mow the yard, but I didn't do it because I had just remembered that the games were fixing to start, and I wanted to hear. Um, Ryan Jensen pitching in his double A debut. Funny story, funny story, funny story. Ryan Jensen shows up at Smoky Stadium. First time he's been there. He's never been there before. Walks in, walks into the dugout, or walks into the locker room, introduces himself to the manager. Hey, Skip, I, it, my name's Ryan Jensen. I'm here for the, the manager laughs. Uh, sorry, son. You're in the wrong dugout. <laughs> you're, you're, you're in the wrong locker room. Let me show you where you're supposed to be. I wish you were on my team, but you're on the other side. So he walked him over and took him to the other clubhouse. Kind of funny story. Ryan Jensen walks into the wrong darn clubhouse. Kind of hilarious. I love it. Um, reliever, G- Gabriel Jaramillo, who's been really good for Myrtle Beach, Comes in, just has a bad outing. Bad outing, bad outing, bad outing. Gives up a grand slam. Bad outing. Myrtle Beach loses 9-7. Now, if that were a Chicago Cubs game, everybody would be, Oh my God, how can that happen? Bring in the reliever. He gives up a grand slam. We lose 9-7. It's a minor league game. I'm thinking, hell, Daniel Palencia was throwing 101 into the fourth inning. I don't give a rat's behind if we won or not. Daniel Palencia throwing 101 through, I didn't jot it down, but it was definitely over over 70 pitches. It might have been over 80 pitches. In in the fifth inning, the announcer made a rather comical thing. He's not over as he's not over a hundred nearly as often this inning as he's been before. Think about that. How many guys are over 100 ever? <laughs> he's not over 100 as much this inning. Well, that's because he's not used to throwing five innings. But um, if you're worried about, oh my goodness, the Cubs are a horrible team this season. They're going to come close to losing 100 games. Maybe they will lose 100 games. That's by design. Ladies and gentlemen, that was by design. The goal was try to compete if the Cubs were not. I said the entire time, 53%. Winning percentage, they buy. 52% winning percentage, they sell. And once they dropped below 52 and weren't coming back, they sold. Uh, they sent away Jack Peterson to start it and kept moving. The Cubs are about the future. The Cubs are about the future. It doesn't have to be this specific guy. It doesn't have to be... That specific guy doesn't have to be this other dude over here. Doesn't have to be that way. So much of it last cycle was based on Chris Bryant has to be fantastic. Javier Baez has to figure it all out. 
Addison Russell has to be a guy for four or five years. So much of it was reliant on everything playing out perfectly on into the future. To an extent, it didn't. Such is life. This cycle, I don't know how it's going to play out. I don't know how it's going to play out. But when I have games to listen to, and I can listen to today's games, Daniel Palencia, Max Bain, Ryan Jensen, and Corey Abbott. Really? That's awful good. That's awful good when those are your options. Daniel Palencia, um, he's, I, I don't have prospect lists anymore. I don't do that. Uh, the entire, uh, the entire concept is a bit alien to my mindset. But if Daniel Palencia is pitching a game, Daniel Palencia is pitching a game at six o'clock in the evening. Radio, it's on the radio. Who knows? Maybe it'll even be on Marquee Sports Network. Maybe it'll be next year and it'll be South Bend. Daniel Palencia is dragging 101 into the fourth inning. Are you interested in paying any attention to that game? Are you interested in a Cubs prospect who's dragging 101 into the fourth inning? If you're not, why aren't you? Why aren't you interested in that? You know, it's kind of like the <laughs> Would you be interested in somebody who's you know really smart, really funny, really gorgeous, and appreciates the heck out of you? Would you be interested? Well, why why not? Daniel Palencia, one oh one, into the fourth inning, and he has a young arm. It's not like he's one of these kids who has uh, you know, he's from Florida or California, and he was pitching. Uh, AAU ball, and he was throwing, you know, in his arm. Daniel Palencia, he's a, he has a young arm. Doesn't mean he's going to stay healthy, but as long as you have him to pay attention to, why the heck wouldn't you? With Palencia, it's a question of how long should he stay at the present level? When should he get moved up, and why that? Basic questions. Why is he here? What's necessary for him to move up? And when he accomplishes that, move him up. It's kind of easy. Well, it's kind of easy to come up with the questions. It's not easy to answer them, though. The minor leagues right now for the Cubs are where it is. I'm looking at the Dive for Five, which Bleacher Nation is now using Dive for Five. I, I, I'm honored is my accidental term. I, the story behind that, once I was talking about, you know, the the standings, the reverse standings, and I mentioned it, uh, I, I referred to it as the drive for five. And I quickly realized, you know, dive for five is a lot better than drive for five. So I went with dive for five. And it took, it absolutely took. And even people who aren't, Conspiracy theorists, I'll use that term here. Uh, Brett Taylor from um, Bleacher Nation said he was, 
He was talking to his wife about the dive for five. She's a very analytical type person. He explained it to her. You know, the concept of, well, if you have a really crappy record, then you draft earlier and you get more money that you get to spend on the draft picks. And, you know, there's really not a whole huge downside. To it. And she said, yeah, I, I, she completely agrees with it. <laughs> She's completely good with or down with or however you want to put it, the dive for five. So um, the dive for five right now, um, the Twins were fantastic this weekend. They were they were amazing. Or the Royals were amazing this weekend. They're now up to four four seven. The Cubs are at four two nine. Just absolutely uh, slingshotted past them, below them. Um, Ten Rockies for sixty three or so. Nine Royals four four seven eight. Twins four three five seven Nationals four three one six Cubs four two nine five Marlins four oh eight three uh no four Pirates uh three five five three Rangers three fifty Diamondbacks three thirty one and Orioles three oh nine um I don't know if the Cubs are going to lose 100, but it's probably going to be pretty close. You can put yourself through it. You, you know, you can... Um, maybe there's some sort of a machismo thing. Yes, I am such a good Cubs fan. I am such a good Cubs fan. I'm watching them when they're really terrible. Hey, congratulations. You know, More power to you. But as for me, I'd rather pay attention to stuff that's actually compelling that interests me and I'm paying attention quite a bit to the pipeline because every level of the pipeline has something going on every level of the pipeline has something going on and if you take a few minutes on Tuesday check to see who the starters are check to see you know where the game is check to see the weather check to all that um there's going to be games worth paying attention to there's going to be games worth paying attention to. And if you listen to the Minor League Pipeline, you will learn stuff even if accidentally. Daniel Palencia, 101 into the fourth, and he's flashing a curveball that was getting some swings and misses. Um, he's developing. He's developing. That ain't bad. You have Andrew... You have Daniel Palencia and DJ Hers starting for the Pelicans. Yeah, there's a bit of a future here. Thanks for stopping by. Be safe. Enjoy your work week, should that apply to you, and have a great whatever.